In some ways, I'm a very consistent person. I like to have a basic routine, I'm loyal to those who are close to me, and I think I'm pretty dependable. But in other ways, I struggle with consistency, namely when it comes to daily or weekly practices that help me take care of myself, self-care. It's a struggle, and I'm guessing you can relate to this. Most humans find it hard, at least in certain seasons of their life, to prioritize themselves in ways that matter. We're not talking about hitting the snooze button so you can get a few extra Z's or neglecting household chores and important relationships so you can watch Netflix in the name of, quote, self-care. I'm talking about the things that are really going to move the needle forward for you, like real quality sleep, daily journaling, prayer, meditation, daily movement, spiritual practices, spending quality time with loved ones going to therapy, creating art, spending time in nature, reading a personal development book, listening to a podcast, stopping to stretch and breathe in the middle of your workday. I think that getting into a routine of consistent self-care can be especially difficult for those of us who are overcomers of narcissistic abuse. This is because the abusive individuals in our lives have literally trained us to put ourselves last. As strange as it may seem to explain to someone who doesn't understand this type of abuse, it actually feels very odd, uncomfortable, and even unsafe to prioritize ourselves. So how do we get over this? How do we improve the consistency and quality of our self-care routines? There's no easy answer, but it is a simple answer. Just start doing something. And if it works for you, keep doing it. Today I'm sharing one self-care practice that I did really successfully for a long time, then fell off a bit, and now I'll explain where I am with it currently. Welcome to Art That Overcomes, where we are redefining our identity after narcissistic abuse. My name is Jennifer and I'm an artist, licensed art therapist, and coach who helps women like you overcome the lasting effects of narcissistic abuse. It's the anxiety, self-doubt, and lack of confidence that can keep us stuck even long after the abusive relationship has ended. Together, we are redefining our identities one drawing or painting at a time because it's your turn to take charge now, no narcissists allowed. One hundred and thirty six days straight. Well, I think I missed two to three days somewhere in there. So it could have been more like one hundred and thirty nine without that. But basically, I kept one very specific commitment to myself for one hundred and thirty six days almost consecutively. It was around January of 2022 that I decided to take a daily self-care practice that I was already doing and amp it up a notch. I decided to not only continue with a practice that I had of writing out a daily intention every single morning, but I also decided I would record a one minute or less video of myself stating that intention along with a few additional thoughts around the topic and post it on social media every single day. At first, I decided I'd challenge myself to do it for 30 days, and that felt like a huge goal. 
Then, lo and behold, I hit day 30, and I just kept going. I guess I can do this for another month, I thought. Then, at some point, I realized I'd done it for around 60 days. So, what about 90? That sounded like a great goal. Eventually, I lost count. Just a few days ago, when I decided I wanted to talk about this topic on this podcast episode, I had actually thought that I'd only reached about 90 days, and I started to title this episode, I did this for 90 days. Then I thought, well, I'll go back and just double check. So I went over to my TikTok profile. I don't use TikTok too often, but when I'm making short videos like this, I just find that platform an easy way to record it. And so I went over to TikTok and I literally counted how many of the daily intention videos there were on my profile. And it was 136, who knew? I'd been on such a roll that I just had kept going past the 90 day mark. And eventually I did stop recording um, the videos so regularly. I think I might've done a couple along the lines of daily intentions after that. I can't remember why exactly I stopped with my marathon of those daily videos. I think it just felt like it was enough at some point. So there are a few things that I wanna point out about this experience that I had. First, I wanna say that I was already consistent with a daily journaling practice that included writing a daily intention. So as a part of this practice, um, I actually journal both in the morning and again at night before I go to sleep. I have specific prompts to guide me and they're different in the morning and the evening. And the first thing I write in the morning is my daily intention. It's things like focus, for example. I'll write the word focus, often in capital letters, and then I will focus on what is in front of me today, or maybe joy. I will choose to return to a place of joy, or to a place of peace or patience. Sometimes I write pray. I will stop and pray and remember that God is with me today in my suffering. I like to name one word and then branch out from there. And oftentimes I'll stop and take a couple deep breaths. I'll put my hand on my heart and I will just think of what, what do I need today? I will ask myself, sometimes I'll ask God, what do I need? And whatever that word is that comes to me, I write it down and a few other thoughts. So when I started to create those daily videos, I hadn't just picked something out of nowhere that I wanted to start doing or start recording at that higher intensity, um, because that was a lot for me to actually like be on a camera every single day, even if it was just for 30 seconds or a minute. So I didn't just start from nothing. I started with something that I'd already been doing, something that was already a regular practice. The journaling had already gradually become a really solid daily practice, and then I took it one step further by recording those daily videos. Second, I want to point out that um, the reason, one of the reasons I chose to make those videos was I wanted to model this process of this daily intention making for you, the women in my online community. So I had a bigger why behind my reason for taking things a step further by making the video and posting it. And as I went along, I found that the commitment to post a video every day, even though no one else necessarily knew about that commitment but me, that commitment was something that helped me to stay accountable to my daily journaling practice as well. 
I got to where I really enjoyed creating the short videos and looked forward to them each day. So I had this bigger why behind why I decided to amp up this practice. And then also in turn, that helped me with the more, you know, personal aspects of it too. It held me accountable. Third, once I got going, it was easier than I thought. Like I told you, I literally lost count. I thought I'd only done it for 90 days. And in the beginning, I had only set a goal for 30 days and even thought that that was a bit lofty. I thought it was extreme, but I was pushing myself. This experience taught me that I can do hard things. I can do far more than I think I can once I simply commit and stick with it. Fourth, I missed a few days in there somewhere, right? I admitted that. There were at least two or three days where I realized like halfway through the day or into the evening, usually on a weekend day, that I just hadn't gotten around to it and I let it go. I let it go for those couple of days. But then overall, I kept going with the practice, right? The old me would have considered myself a failure and I would have given up completely. My default mode of thinking has historically been to have like an all or nothing mentality. If I mess up on one thing, then it all just goes to crap, right? There's no point in continuing, I'm a failure. But in my healing journey, I've learned to give myself more grace than the narcissist did. Of course, there was no logical reason to stop just because I'd missed a day or two or three. That didn't mean I had to trash the whole experience. And finally, I did stop doing it eventually, and that's okay. And initially after I stopped, um, I just continued with my daily journaling. So I stopped doing the videos, but I continued to be really consistent with daily journaling, which included out writing my intention each morning or, you know, most days. Then after a while, my schedule changed. I didn't have so much flexibility in the morning and I did my journaling less and less often. So I actually started to really fall away from even that personal practice, that personal routine. And right now I'm in a place where it's been pretty sporadic, but I have decided to make another commitment to myself to begin doing this daily again. I do believe I'll start posting something like this again, either on social media or on this podcast in the future. But right now, I'm just focused on returning to that personal daily practice of journaling and intention making because it's something I find so much value in. I'd like to encourage you to consider one of two courses of action that you can take as you create your own habits and routines around caring for yourself and growing and healing. So option number one, maybe you need to amp things up a little. If you think you're already doing a great job at your daily routines, or maybe there's like one particular routine you've just really got down and it's really helpful, then it may be precisely the right time to push yourself even harder. Don't get complacent and assume you're already doing all you can to help yourself. And as a part of this, consider your why, like I did. Think about the reason for amping things up. Maybe you're increasing the number of times you work out each week because you're really committed to improving your health and strength and you want to see how far you can go with that. Or are you finally starting that business or other kind of creative project and you want to show your children that it can be done? 
Are you taking a vacation because you want to keep a commitment you made to yourself after the divorce that you would care for yourself in that way and now it's long overdue? Whatever it is, identifying a bigger why for amping up your self-care practice can be a great way to keep you in the game, to keep you consistent, to keep you moving forward and pushing yourself. Option number two, maybe you're in the opposite position, more like where I find myself right now. Maybe you've gotten away from your routines or maybe you never had them to begin with. What is one thing you can start doing in small increments to care for yourself today. And when I say today, I mean today. No self-judgment for falling off the wagon and no all or nothing thinking that says you can't pick right back up where you left off. Give yourself grace and just get to it. This week, I'm committing to actually sitting up in bed when my alarm goes off in the morning without pushing the snooze button. And I wanna do this at least three to four days out of seven days. This is so I will have the time to journal each morning. I wanna get back in the routine and that's what it's going to take. It's hard, but I want the payoff. And I actually did this this morning and I can't even put into words how hard it was for me. I've been lately just getting up at the very last second to have just enough time to get ready. And I chose something different today. And it was hard in the moment when I chose to sit up and turn on a light and start writing in my journal but the payoff was great. I really, like I said earlier, I really enjoy how that daily intention making and the journaling in general in the morning, how it just affects my whole mood and my thinking throughout the day. I'm so much more focused on like the real me, like my true identity and where I'm going moving forward with my life. And I feel so much more in control. So that payoff is huge. Also, Whichever one of these options, either amping up a current practice or starting something that you haven't done in a while or just starting something totally new, whichever one of these options suits you best, how will you hold yourself accountable? Now, I found that committing to posting a video of my intention on social media every day helped me stick with my journaling practice for 136 days. So that was some pretty powerful accountability, but there's no need to do something that publicly. Maybe you'll share with a friend or check in with them. Maybe you'll have a goal to reach, a certain goal that you just um, make for yourself and you reward yourself in some way after you reach it. For example, if you journal for, let's say, 30 days, then you treat yourself in some way. Have some special outing for yourself or, I mean, it doesn't have to be monetary, but, you know, maybe you could buy yourself something small or just, you know, choose to set aside time to take a walk or go on a hike or or call a friend, you know, something that you wouldn't normally do every day. Or, you know, feel free to reach out to me and let me know what you're working on. I'd love to hear from you. And sometimes simply putting it out there to someone else is enough accountability in and of itself, even if we're not checking in daily or weekly. When I think back on that time frame when I recorded all of those videos so faithfully, I feel really amazed at the fact that I was so consistent with it. It's really kind of bizarre for me to think of now with how my routine is now to think back about how I accomplished that. You know, now I'm in a place where I've been allowing my busy schedule to be an excuse to barely even journal at all, let alone take the time to share it with others. 
Again, I'm not judging myself or beating myself up over this change, but I am taking notice, right? I'm noticing how I feel when I don't journal consistently versus how I feel when I do. I like the way I think and feel and the actions I take throughout my day when I'm in this consistent routine. So returning to my journaling practice is simply a recalibration. It's an adjustment back to what works. On next week's podcast episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about managing resistance when it comes to starting a new self-care routine or returning to an old one. I think that's a whole topic in and of itself, and I really want to dig into that next week. And then the following week, as promised, I'm going to return to part two of my love-hate relationship with vision boards. I'll be creating a second vision board to go with my first one that I shared about in episode 63. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it here in a couple weeks. I'll be giving you part two. And again, accountability, I put it out there and said I was going to create this other more gritty vision board that kind of explains the the how of, of how I'm getting to my pretty pristine vision board I already had. And so now I have to do it right because I told you guys I was going to do it. So I hope you'll hope you'll join me in spending this last part of the calendar year trying out some new routines, tackling any resistance that arises, and envisioning where your life is heading as we shift into 2024. No need to wait until New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. You can start taking control of your life anytime you'd like. Why not right now? The narcissist isn't in charge anymore. It's your turn now. You are an overcomer. Now, before we move on to imagine what message your future self might have for you today, I want to let you know how you can join me in this process of using art to redefine your identity. The Redefined Process is an online group coaching program where I teach you the same art and writing technique that has been so life-changing in my own recovery. It's how we connect our thinking brain and our feeling brain and access the thoughts, feelings, and limiting beliefs that need to be heard. The Redefined process is included in my monthly Redefined membership along with much more. You're also gonna get access to live coaching calls, community chat with other overcomers just like you, the option to schedule one-on-one coaching sessions with me if you need more support, and several additional courses too. Just search for Redefined by Jennifer Kramer in your app store or go to the link in the podcast description to view the web-based version. I can't wait to see you there. A message from your future self. I think about you so often and always fondly. I love your determination, your gentleness, your tenacity, and even your brokenness. I love your insecurity and doubts. I love your imperfections and longings. I love the texture of your hair and the color of your eyes. I love the way your mouth moves as you start to smile and the sound of your laugh. I love the parts of you that the narcissist said were ugly. I love the part of you they sought to crush. I love your outsides and your insides and all the in-betweens. I love the parts of you that you hate and wish would go. I love the parts of you that you're proud of and want to show off. I love your caring heart, compassionate spirit, and willingness to keep trying. I love you in the mess and in the triumphs. 
it all leads you here. Every flaw and imperfection and every success and crowning achievement. It's all you and it's all good. I do not judge or ridicule or belittle or see lack. I see so much fullness and growth and potential. Sit with that now. Take it all in. I love you. I hope you do too. Wait, before you go, I wrote a book for you. It's called The Uncommon Guide to Healing from Narcissistic Abuse, How I Used Art to Break the Pattern and Redefine My Identity. The book is available for pre-order in the ebook version right now. Head to the link in the podcast description to place your pre-order. Release day is November 13th, so the ebook will be magically delivered to your device on that day. Now, if you'd prefer a paperback, don't worry, I've got that too. You'll be able to order the paperback starting on November 13th. And finally, if you'd like to give it a test run first, you can also find a link in the podcast description to get the intro and first chapter absolutely free. No excuses, you can literally get started right now. I can't wait to share this with you, Overcomer.